Thanks for joining us for the weekend edition of In Spirit and Truth with Pastor J.D. Barag of Calvary Chapel, Kaneohe. Every Friday and Saturday here on In Spirit and Truth, Pastor J.D. shares a Mideast prophecy update from an Arab perspective as he connects the dots of current events geopolitically with the last day's prophecies right from the Bible. It is our belief that the next event on God's prophetic clock is the rapture of the Church of Jesus Christ. It's our hope that these Bible prophecy updates that we share with you will not only ready you and steady you for His return, but that they will also encourage you to share the gospel with others in order that the rapture will not be as a thief in the night. Our president, Donald Trump, has been known to make some pretty big financial deals in his time as a real estate and business mogul. And his approach to peace in the Middle East has been much the same. He sees this as the biggest deal he may ever make. Brokering peace in the Middle East is the biggest deal to him. Pastor J.D. will make us aware of some upcoming events surrounding President Trump's attempt. Now, don't forget to stay with us after today's Prophecy Update to learn how you can become a Facebook friend or watch the weekly Prophecy Update on YouTube. Now, here's Pastor J.D. with today's Prophecy Update as shared on June 24th, 2018. One builds a wall. Don't read too much into that. And they plaster it with untempered mortar. (laughs) I told you not to read too much into that. Thus I will accomplish my wrath on the wall and on those who have plastered it with untempered mortar. And I will say to you, the wall is no more, nor those who plastered it. That is, the prophets of Israel who prophesy concerning Jerusalem and who see visions of peace for her when there is no peace says the Lord God. Um, You probably already know where I'm going with this, so I'm going to get to it. Here's the truth, the whole truth, and nothing but the truth, so help me God. God's judgment is coming upon this Christ-rejecting world vis-a-vis this insatiable quest for peace and security in the world. If you'll kindly permit me to, I want to argue the case that based on the developments from this last week, said destruction and with it judgment is coming sooner than we might think. I want to begin with this Jerusalem Post report about Prime Minister Benjamin Netanyahu meeting with senior advisor to President Donald Trump, his son-in-law, Jared Kushner, and Special Representative for International Negotiations, Jason Greenblatt, in Jerusalem on Friday. King Abdullah II of Jordan also met with Kushner and Greenblatt on Wednesday and stressed the importance of a two-state solution to the Israeli-Palestinian conflict. Abdullah said the U.S. has an important role in any such future talks between Israel and the Palestinian Authority, and that, in his view, listen, the Palestinian state must include, must include a section of Jerusalem as a Palestinian capital. The king also met Prime Minister Benjamin Netanyahu in a surprise meeting 
in Amman on Monday and explained again the importance of Jerusalem to Muslims and Christians, emphasizing that the only path to, here's these two words, peace and stability in the region is a two-state solution. The blueprint for a Middle East peace deal is also expected to be discussed when Abdullah meets Trump next week in Washington for a visit that was, by the way, announced by the White House just Thursday. The two leaders, the statement said, will discuss issues of mutual concern, including terrorism, the threat from Iran, and the crisis in Syria, and working towards a lasting peace between Israelis and Palestinians. On Thursday, Fox News published an interesting article about how Trump's Mideast team is getting a close-up view of some of the towering obstacles to their yet-to-be-released blueprint for an Israeli-Palestinian peace deal. We know one is coming. We don't know when. Now, there were some reports. I didn't have time early this morning to uh, confirm any of them, but it does seem that uh, the peace plan will not be uh, revealed before August. Some are speculating that it is likely that said peace deal will come in the month of September, which is interesting in and of itself. So in the article, they ask and attempt to answer a number of questions, one of which relates to the purpose of the trip. Listen to this quote from Fox News. President Donald Trump's Mideast team, led by son-in-law Jared Kushner, has been tight-lipped about the tour, which includes Jordan, Egypt, Saudi Arabia, Qatar, and Israel. Kushner and Envoy Jason Greenblatt issued vague statements saying they are talking about the humanitarian situation in Gaza and U.S. efforts to facilitate peace between Israelis and Palestinians, but didn't even release an itinerary. They met Tuesday with Jordan's King Abdullah II and Wednesday with Saudi Arabia's Crown Prince Mohammed bin Salman, acknowledging the talks only after the fact. They are then expected in Qatar, followed by Israel toward the end of the week. Another question they ask and attempt to answer in the article is this one. What's in the U.S. peace plan? The Kushner team won't say. Abbas aides, relying on Saudi information, say they suspect the aim is to get Palestinians to settle for a, quote, mini-state in Gaza and parts of the West Bank with a foothold in Jerusalem. This would fall far short of long-standing Palestinian demands for a state in the entire West Bank, Gaza, and East Jerusalem, lands Israel captured in 1967 with minor border adjustments. So, 
What does this all mean? Well, doubtless you've heard that saying, strike while the iron is hot. It is my belief, and I would humbly submit, that the Middle East today, the iron of the Middle East, has never been hotter. It has never been as hot as it is today. So much so that to me, it seems as if it's a now or never proposition. And I say that by virtue of how all the players are perfectly, and I mean perfectly, positioned. It's like this sense of, this is the last attempt. It's now or never. If this doesn't work, that's not an option. It has to work. We have to come to something. Now. If we don't do it now, it'll never happen. But here's the thing. We're told in Scripture that it will happen. So we have to take this idea of it'll never happen off the table, as it were. So, uh, what are you saying? (sighs) I mean, I say it every week, don't I? I'll never tire of saying it. You might tire of me saying it, but man. <sighs> For believers, this is, this is really exciting. This is really exciting. Let me share why it should be very exciting for believers. Because before this all goes down, we go up. Oh, pastor, there you go again with that pre-tribulation rapture. Listen, um, if I had a dollar for every comment that we get on social media, excoriating us, me, for my teaching the biblical truth of the pre-tribulation rapture, Uh, I could pay off the building. I could buy you all a Mercedes Benz uh, (laughs) in Jesus' name. (laughs) Revelation chapter 3. I want to read verses in part 7 through 13 where we have the letter that Jesus has John write to the angel of the church in Philadelphia. And he writes this letter to this church to encourage them to hang on. Hang on. (laughs) He says, These things says he who is holy, he who is true, he who has the key of David, he who opens and no one shuts, and shuts and no one opens. I know your works. See, I have set before you an open door, and no one can shut it. And this is interesting. I want you to pay particular attention to what Jesus has John write to them. For you have little strength. What? You kind of get the impression that uh, 
this church, which represents believers at the time of the end, this church is hanging on with little strength. This church, Jesus says, has kept my word and have not denied my name. Bear with me. This implies that others have not kept his word, right? Would it not also imply that others have denied his name? Jesus then goes on to say that because you have kept my command, what command? Oh, the command to persevere. Hang in there, persevere, hang on. Because you have kept my command to persevere, listen, I also will keep you from the hour of trial, same word in the original, tribulation, tribulation, which shall come upon the whole world to test those who dwell on the earth. Did you hear that? Jesus is saying that to us today. Hang in there. Because you've not denied my name, because you've kept my word, I, I know the work, your works, I know that you're hanging on with little strength. I, I know. But because you've not denied my name, because you've kept my word, I'm going to keep you from the seven-year tribulation. I'm going to take you out before the seven-year tribulation that will come upon the whole earth. And then he says this, and I pray that the Holy Spirit would be given unfettered access to our hearts to encourage and strengthen our hearts with what little strength we might have. He says, Behold, I am coming quickly. Hold fast. Hold on. Hold fast what you have, that no one may take your crown. What crown? Oh, that crown that the Apostle Paul, writing to Timothy at the end of his life, said, I've run the race. I persevered to the end. I finished well. And now what awaits me is the crown of righteousness. I can't wait. And guys get weird when it comes to crowns. It's kind of like, really? A crown? Oh yeah. Listen, you'll want this crown, okay? The crown of righteousness. And he says it's not only for him, but to all of those who long ache yearn for his return. Background. 
And then he says, He who overcomes, I will make him a pillar in the temple of my God, and he shall go out no more. I will write on him the name of my God, and the name of the city of my God, the new Jerusalem, which comes down out of heaven from my God, and I will write on him my new name. I can't wait for my new name. I never liked my name. Just saying. He who has an ear, let him hear what the Spirit says to the churches. Interesting contrast, isn't it? The ear that's itching to hear the false peace, as opposed to the ear that will hear what the Spirit says to the churches. I'm going to say it again. God's judgment is coming. And only those born again of the Spirit of God will be kept from the aforementioned hour of tribulation that is coming upon the whole earth. This is why every week I present the good news of salvation in Jesus Christ by way of the ABCs of salvation. And I want to do so again today, but before I do, I want to share something that I hope will bless you as much as it blessed me. I retweeted a post on Twitter from a follower this last week who just really blessed my heart concerning the simplicity and the efficacy of the ABCs of salvation. Let me just share with you what he tweeted. Thank you for your teaching. Such a blessing. And through your ABCs of salvation, last year I recommitted my life to the Lord. And then my then-girlfriend, now wife, also gave her life to Christ. God bless you. If you've never called upon the name of the Lord, I am begging you. If you're watching this video online, it's not an accident that you found this video online. The ABCs of salvation are childlike simple. This is how to be saved. The A is for admit you're a sinner and that you need the Savior. Romans 3.10 says, There is no one righteous, not even one. Romans 3.23 says, All have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. Romans 6.23 says that the wages of sin is death. It's the death penalty. But here's the good news. Jesus came and paid your death penalty in your stead. And in so doing, He shed His blood and paid in full and redeemed you, as we talked about in Ephesians. He redeemed you and saved you, not just from the judgment that's coming, but from hell for all eternity.
And that's the good news. The good news is that the gift of God is eternal life in Christ Jesus, our Lord. The B is for believe in your heart that Jesus Christ is Lord and that God raised him from the dead. This is what Romans 10, 9 and 10 says. If you believe in your heart that God raised Jesus from the dead, you will be saved. Here's the C, lastly. It's for call upon the name of the Lord and, if you will, confess with your mouth that Jesus Christ is Lord. This is what Romans 10, 9, and 10 also says. If you confess with your mouth Jesus is Lord and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. For it is with your heart that you believe and are justified, and it is with your mouth that you confess and are saved. And then lastly, it's so simple, maybe it's too simple. All Romans 10, 13, who call all who call upon the name of the Lord will be saved. Loving Heavenly Father, again we find ourselves so very thankful to you for the strength of your word, the power of your word. Lord, I know today was kind of tough stuff, but it's needful. It's true. It's the truth. And the truth is what sets us free. So Lord, I'll close in prayer by asking you because you know every heart. And for every heart that is discouraged and weary and hurting, Lord, I pray that you would give them perseverance and strength and encouragement to hold fast. For those whose hearts have been close to you, whose ears have been closed to you, I pray that today they have ears to hear what the Spirit says to the church. Please, Lord, for anyone that has never called upon you, I pray that today would be the day of their salvation. And this we pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Thanks for joining us for this special edition of In Spirit and Truth with Pastor J.D. Farag of Calvary Chapel, Kariohe. Now, it's so important that you hear the purpose behind these prophecy updates that Pastor J.D. shares. The purpose is to see people just like you come to a saving knowledge of Jesus Christ. 
When you're right with the Lord, you'll be ready for the Lord and His soon return. You can do this by first admitting you're a sinner, that you've broken God's perfect law. Second, you need to confess that there's nothing you can do to fix this. You can't attend church enough, you can't pray enough or give enough money. There's nothing you can do to atone for your sins. Third, you must realize that there is someone who can. His name is Jesus Christ, and He is the Savior of the world. He gave His own life so that you wouldn't have to experience the penalty for your sins, which is death. Please, if you're listening today, receive Jesus as your Lord and Savior and escape the realities of the prophecies that are being fulfilled all around you. For more information about what it means to be born again into the kingdom of God, log on to InSpiritAndTruthRadio.com and select the New Believers option. Again, that web address is InSpiritAndTruthRadio.com. Now, in the next edition of In Spirit and Truth, Pastor J.D. will be teaching through God's Word just like he does Monday through Thursday. And then don't forget to join us next Friday and Saturday for another timely prophecy update. Until then, may God bless you and keep you in His love.